0: The Sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota for September 12, 2010. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit brings us wisdom is Proverbs 9 verses 8 through 12. Don't correct a scoffer, or he will hate you. Correct a wise person, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise person, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous person, and he will add to his learning. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Knowledge of the Holy One is discernment. For through me your days will be many. And the years of your life will increase. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Stephen Hawking has authored a new book, He is arguably the most renowned physicist since Albert Einstein. Although he suffers from a neuromuscular dystrophy similar to ALS, he has become an icon in his motorized wheelchair and with his voice synthesizer. He's a very smart man, smarter than any of us here. But he has no true wisdom. In his new book, the grand design. He argues that according to M-theory, many, many universes have spontaneously come into existence and that the universe that happened to have the right environment for life is the one that we happen to be in. And so you no longer need a God. You don't even need Him to light the fuse to get things started or to explain why the laws of nature are just so that makes our life possible. You don't need God if you have enough universes for this to happen in eventually. Or so his book claims. But dear friends, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the scriptures declare. The very beginning, the very first fundamental principle starts with the Lord and knowing Him. And so no matter how bright, or brilliant, or intelligent, or knowledgeable, or skillful a person might be, without the fear of the Lord, he or she does not have this true wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But we're not here this morning to criticize a great physicist. In fact, though we need to be on our guard against that kind of thinking out there, there's another th- thing we need to guard against as well. You know, even what I've said so far can, can lead us down a path of temptation to be arrogant about what we do know. To think that sense, we know the Lord, we've got it made. But that kind of pride has no place with the fear of the Lord. That kind of pride is what drives us out of God's family and ends up leaving us worse off than someone who did not even know what it meant to be a child of God. True wisdom has no place for such kind of arrogance or pride. For true wisdom learns in reverent fear. That's the theme for us to take to heart today as the Holy Spirit works in us through this word of God. Wisdom learns in reverent fear. For you see, true wisdom receives the Lord's correction with all humbleness. That brings us to the first part here for us to take to heart today to humbly receive the Lord's correction. And and notice how Proverbs here describes that correction from the Lord. He says, Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Instruct a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will add to his learning. Wisdom is, is not complacent with what we already know. It wants to add to our wisdom. It wants to know the Lord better. And that's why we love His correction, His rebuke, His discipline. For it trains us in true wisdom. So humble yourself under the Lord's correction. Humbly receive His instruction, His discipline. Receive it with that that mindset of the fear of the Lord. For you see, that's the only place that this kind of wisdom takes place. In that mindset of the fear of the lord and so let's think about what that phrase means what does it mean to fear the lord maybe one picture that comes to mind is that slave cringing as the master's whip slices across his back yes there is fear there but dear friends that's not the fear of the lord that brings true wisdom That kind of fear brings terror and hatred. It wants to run away as far away as possible. It wants to hide just as Adam and Eve hid after they had sinned against God. That's the kind of fear that fills the unforgiven heart. That's the fear that's brought by guilt and the consciousness of punishment rightly deserved. But, dear friends, the fear of the Lord that brings true wisdom does not swim in that icy ocean of terror, hatred, and guilt. Rather, it bathes in the warmth of our God's, our Lord's overflowing love and forgiveness. Yes, think about that. The true fear of the Lord that brings wisdom exists, in that context of love and forgiveness, and only there. Because we need to think about that, because that, that strikes us maybe as a contradiction at first. You see, we often think of love and fear as being played against each other. If you are afraid of someone, you mustn't really love them, right? Or At least that's the way that some try to portray it. And yet, how often haven't you recited in the Explanation to the Commandments, we should fear and love God. Ponder how those two fit together. The fear of the Lord works hand in hand with love for God, only in the heart of faith that trusts the Lord's promises. For this is the fear of the Lord the God who freely makes his promises and faithfully keeps that promise. He has graciously made his promise of forgiveness and he has kept it in the cross of Christ. In fact, if we try to get rid of the contradiction by just focusing on God's love and forgiveness and leaving out the fear of the Lord, then we end up losing true wisdom, we end up losing everything, really. And and we've seen that happen so often in the world, and, and no doubt, if you're like me, you've struggled with that in your own heart. Because you see, when we focus just on God's love and forgiveness and try to explain away the fear of the Lord, then Satan uses that to tempt us to think to ourselves, well, you know, God loves me. He's like my buddy. So I can do what I want and he'll be there for me. He'll watch over me. He'll take care of me as I live my life as I please. And if I feel like calling on him at some time, well, he'll be there because God is love. Dear friends, that kind of thinking abuses God's love and changes his forgiveness into a license to sin. That's not in any way true wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. For You see, in that heart of faith that trusts the Lord's promises of love and forgiveness, that knows that the Lord is the gracious and compassionate God, that heart of faith does not say that, since God loves me, I can do as I please. No, that heart of faith says, since God loves me, I want to serve Him. I want to follow His commands. I want his word to be my will. I want to honor him in my life. I want to stand in awe of his holiness. And now, now you're beginning to understand that fear of the Lord. Wisdom learns in reverent fear. That fear of the Lord delights in his commands and hates what is evil, just as our Lord hates what is evil. For this fear of the Lord also knows how much he loves us, that as the gracious and compassionate God, the Lord has worked out our forgiveness, so that even though he does not leave the guilty unpunished, yet there is forgiveness for our wickedness, rebellion, and sin because of Jesus, who suffered the punishment in our place. Yes, this fear of the Lord knows the Lord's love, but that does not do away with the fear. Rather, it it, it accentuates that desire to serve our Lord. It accentuates that desire that says, why would I want to dishonor the name of my God? For only the Lord is my Savior God. In Him alone is forgiveness. Why would I abuse God? or assault His holiness? Why would I serve myself instead of Him? Why would I not delight in His commandments instead of going my own way? That's the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. True wisdom learns in reverent fear. And maybe the closest example we have is, is the comparison of children with their father. Children love their father. They know how much their father loves them. And yet children also recognize that their father will correct them, discipline them, rebuke them, train them. But rather than crossing out their love for him, that kind of discipline reinforces and strengthens just how much their father loves them. And that, dear friends, is maybe as close as we come to understanding how this childlike fear and love work together hand in hand and how much more that's true when we look to our Heavenly Father with that same kind of childlike fear and love. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom. And so humble yourself under your loving Heavenly Father's correction and discipline. For the fear of the Lord knows that what He does is best and that He is training us, instructing us in love, keeping us close to Him as His children, as His family. Humble yourself under your Heavenly Father's correction, or true wisdom, learns in that kind of reverent fear. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that kind of reverent fear will not want to stop learning either, will it? This isn't a process that we get to some point and say, well, now I'm done with it. Look at what it says here about how this is an ongoing thing. It talks about a righteous man, uh, teach a righteous man, and he will add to his earning. True wisdom isn't complacent with where we're at. It, It wants to know more. It would, wants to know our Lord better and better. It doesn't reach a point like baptism or confirmation or graduation or ordination and say, no, I know enough, now I'm wise enough. No, this is a, a, a lifelong process. Our entire life on this earth is only a beginning. Yes, did you note that word, the fear of the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom? What we've talked about up to this point is just the start of it all. Even if you... Had the whole Bible memorized word for word and could answer any trivia question about it, you'd still only be at the beginning of wisdom. In fact, if all that knowledge did not also have the fear of the Lord, you wouldn't even be at the start of it all. Because true wisdom not only knows the facts, it also Serves our Lord. It gladly hears his word. It cherishes his promises. It treasures his message. It daily puts into practice his commands and wholeheartedly believes his promises. True wisdom honors him with our choices and decisions, and it glorifies him with our words and actions. True wisdom becomes more and more a part of the way we act and think and speak and feel. True wisdom shapes our character, thoughts, emotions, wants, disposition, attitudes, and behavior. Yes, how far we have yet to grow in this wisdom in our life. We are truly only at the beginning of it. It is a a lifelong process. And it's not something someone else can do for you. And and this is what what brings us to the the second point, that the second part we want to focus on here today, that we continue to grow in wisdom all our life. Yes, that you personally continue to grow. Like I said, it isn't something that someone else can do for us. And, And Proverbs brings that out. As it says here, if you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Yes, we reap what we sow. Wisdom is something that grows inside of you. And so, if you are growing in wisdom, you yourself will benefit. If you are regressing, you're the one who will suffer. And maybe an example of this is, if you bring your kids to Sunday school, That's a good thing. As the word of God takes root in their hearts, they are growing in wisdom. But if you yourself aren't also in that word, growing in that word, then it doesn't matter how much your children learn, you won't benefit from it. It's just as a a wife cannot believe for her husband or vice versa, so also you cannot grow in wisdom for someone else. Rather, As we each, individually, take to heart God's word, the Holy Spirit works through that to train us in the fear of the Lord so that we grow in wisdom, in that true wisdom. Oh yes, the Lord does send us pastors and teachers who proclaim his word to us, but they cannot make us take that word to heart. So if you want to grow in wisdom, if you want to grow in that fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom, then take in His Word. Take it to heart. Think about it. Ponder it. This is a a lifelong process. In fact, if if we think that we've reached that point where I know enough, I'm wise enough, that's a kind of mockery. It's as if we're saying, God, you know, I learned what I was supposed to and then got confirmed like my parents made me and now you better just take care of me because I did my part and now you do your part. That's the kind of attitude that it says here. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. And yet how often aren't we guilty, each one of us, of missing the opportunities the Lord gives us to grow in wisdom, we decide to watch yet another television program instead of spending a little time with our Lord in his word. Or the busy activities of life just make it too difficult for us to spend time studying God's word together with our pastor or coming to worship to publicly hear it once a week. Or, or maybe we do make it to that Sunday morning service and when we sit there, we put in our time, but then we leave the message at church and don't think about it throughout the week. We don't put it into practice in our daily life. We are guilty of not continually growing in wisdom as long as we live. We deserve the Lord to withdraw His wisdom from us and leave us. But instead, Jesus, who is divine wisdom Himself, Jesus says to you, I have come for you, sinner. I have come and became flesh and blood to die in your place. My death pays for your sin and my resurrection is the pledge and guarantee of your forgiveness. And dear sinner, I still come to you. Through my word and sacraments, I come to you with that message of forgiveness. Don't despise me by neglecting my message. Rather, take it to heart. For through that good news, you learn to delight in my commands and to grow in true wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, dear friends, continue to grow in that wisdom as long as you live. For as we grow in that wisdom, we humble ourselves under the Lord's correction. For the fear of the Lord delights in what he does for us. The fear of the Lord is that beginning of wisdom, so that true wisdom delights in our Lord. True wisdom learns and keeps on learning in reverent fear. Amen. Please stand. The peace of our God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus